Hey, I'm Alicia Credi, and I'm hanging out with Rob from Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here from Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out with Alicia Credi. I'm excited to be talking to you. You're about to head on tour in a couple days. Yes. How exciting is it? Like you have a you have an EP dropping on Friday, and then tour to follow right after. So that I mean that's exciting, but I feel like that's also a lot of pressure. There is so <laughs> much going on. I'm running on like three hours of sleep for the week, um, but we're powering through. Yeah. Like this is literally my dream. So I'm like. I don't care. Let's just keep going. Now, I'm excited for this tour. It's with Mahalia. And you, I mean, this is like a first full kind of blown tour for you. Yeah. So how exciting is that? And what are you looking forward to on this on this run? Oh, my God. Like, I literally remember when my manager called me <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I have good news. <laughs> and I was like, I knew like I knew it was coming. Like yeah. this question to be answered. And I was like, tell me, tell me, say it, say it, just say it. And, she just, and I was like, I was literally freaking out. Like I started sobbing. Like Mahali is someone that it's like, it feels like a full circle moment because yeah. when I was in college, like me and like my girlfriends would be always, you know, like the first girl with the license, like yeah. driving everyone, the music's <laughs> blasting. And I'm like, you guys need to listen to this song, Do Not Disturb by yeah. Mahalia. And this is like, it's such a vivid memory because it was like a bonding moment with, with one of my best friends. And yeah, we just like, we love her. And <laughs> the fact that we're here now, like what, five years later yeah. is so surreal. So I'm just so grateful. She's so sweet. Um, her fans seem incredible. So I'm excited to just meet everyone. Um, yeah, be performing. Um, I just, I love to sing, so. It's really a full circle moment then. Like I didn't realize that there was, there was more of a... Of, uh behind the scenes kind of story yeah with her. yeah it's uh it feels very surreal but i'm so so grateful and <laughs> i'm just excited like tour is the most you know exciting thing like yeah. tour and studio for me like those right. are my favorites and just you know like in the studio i'm connecting with myself mm. and outside i'm connecting with everyone in front so yeah. it's uh it's just like the best feeling and just the fact that the ep drops uh and and the t the tour kind of follows so like yeah. now that this ep is out there like how do you <clears throat> have you kind of like reconsidered like that track listing that you're going to be performing live like what are you going to give us on this live show oh my god you're gonna have to come and find out <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> um definitely a lot of the ep and maybe a little surprise okay. for uh upcoming things nice <laughs> so let's talk about selfless um you i mean you are no stranger to being vulnerable with your music i feel like this if is you're not yeah, <laughs> i feel like this is the <laughs> deepest that you kind of get oh yeah so you know take me into that creative process and like do you think about the stuff that you're writing the lyrics and and how deep you get into it or is this something that comes after the fact that you've written it and you've already started singing it or maybe even recording it like it's kind of like a, a yes and no, because when I'm in the moment and especially with this project, mm. I started it really like six years ago because Congratulations was a song that I had written yeah. like at home when I was uh, literally in college, like going into university, mm. like in Canada's CJEP. And um, I had written the song after a breakup and that, you know, was always kind of like my rhythm of life, like whenever I felt any kind of intense emotion, like yeah. that was my outlet. And so I never held back because it was all for me and nobody was really listening to it other than whoever was like right. down to listen, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, you want to come listen? Like, I don't know if I want to feel those emotions <laughs> right now. <laughs> so that's kind of why I feel like when 
I came into the studio for the first time and started collaborating with other people mm -hmm. when I was coming back and forth to LA. This was kind of like 2020. I was being very vulnerable in the rooms and it was hard. And I guess I wasn't thinking in the room of like, who's going to hear this and kind of worrying about that factor. Yeah. I feel like I just did what I do and was you know excited to yeah. be able to do so with such incredible incredible not only creatives but people and now that it's done and starting to put it out i feel like like i've been dropping one song a month for like the past around what like six months yeah and every time one would drop especially the more vulnerable ones like that's kind of when it would hit me and i would you know, I would feel genuinely like very scared. I'm not, I'm going to be very kind, like even on days of drops, like mm. even when I met you, yeah, like it can be a lot of just overwhelming emotions because I'm being I vulnerable. Mean, it's like I feel exposed. Yeah. You know? but, There's no more covers. It's like, this is it. Well, that's it. But I, I genuinely love it. And I just, um, even though it's hard just to see the outreach from people that relate really also helps me and shows me that yeah one i'm not alone and everybody that's here for it is actually here for it and we're we're really just like on this journey together so it feels nice to have that support and kind of mm. be in like the same rhythm of life as the people that are listening and you know it's like it's one song a million stories but like you're all relating yeah on you know the same thing so i just think that that's the magic of music and uh, you know more to add more to that magic it's like i feel like finding the right producer for that particular kind of emotion for that vulnerability is not an easy thing to do so talk to me about midi and like how that yeah. collaboration or how that chemistry between the two of you kind of like started and you know obviously this is the entire ep mm -hmm. maybe there's a couple other producers like mixed around but like he's been the main one yeah so when i first started coming back and forth to LA from Montreal mm -hmm. before I had moved out here. Um, I was working with my manager and just, you know, independently trying to get into as many sessions as we could and yeah. like kind of get it rolling and like make something out of nothing, <laughs> you know? And Mitty was one of the first producers that took a chance on me that we, you know, did a session with. And after that first session, which was, I'm pretty sure it was either our first session or our second session. Mm -hmm that we wrote selfless and um that was that was like one of my i think it was like my second week of sessions ever with other people so yeah. this project is really created from like this transitional period so i feel like it's it's very you know like piano based or mm -hmm. can be like what's the word um like it translates very well yeah. on piano because that's kind of like my home and that kind of feels like where I'm I'm really coming from and it's always been like me and the piano. Sounds like your comfort zone, yeah. Just to be able to work with people that are, you know, like elevating that and like I said earlier, I'm really like a people person first mm -hmm. and because the music is so vulnerable, I feel like I was even able to make this with these people because of who they are like just being yeah. good people like a lot of patience the conversations that we've had in those rooms have been like very insightful and very therapeutic and um yeah it really got me through this literally making this project got me through like the craziest transition and yeah hardest transition <laughs> of my life 
in saying that, would you say that there was a particular song that really challenged you the most just because it was way too vulnerable for you to like really put out there? Selfless, for sure. This is the one. Yeah. That's one that like I couldn't listen to it for a long time. I wouldn't sing it to myself because like I just couldn't get through the song. And uh, especially if I was away from home. Yeah. Honestly, even in Man. front of my family, like show, I kept this song from my family for a long time. And I usually like, I'm out of a session. My mom's like, hello, like I need an update on my playlist. <laughs> Forward me your bounce. <laughs> but this one, I kept it for like months and months, like almost a year. Because it was just, uh, it's a lot. And I feel like I wrote the song about my brother mm. and then kind of second verse expands into like my family and, you know, like my friends that are family. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's really about just, uh, it's hard to uh, do things for yourself. Yeah. I've, I mean, I felt it because I'm I'm the same way. I've always, I guess to this day, I still put everyone first. Yeah. And it's hard not to. Yeah. But then lately, I guess in the last couple of years, I've learned to understand myself. Yeah. And so then there's days where I'm like, I need to like just shut down and mm-hmm. focus on me. So when I listened to the song, I was like, wow, like that, that should be the medicine that I need. Yeah. It's like, it's been really a, a crazy journey, like and yeah. a huge uh, mindset shift that I feel like I had to make because yeah. similar to you, like, I feel like my whole life I was putting everyone before me yep. and especially my brother, like, mm-hmm. you know, living with my brother, it was always, um, like making sure that we follow his routine like a lot of um yeah it's a lot of preparation and you know like prevention yeah. so that there's no crisis and the day runs smooth so i feel like i'm kind of like just like conditioned from since i was young yeah because i love my brother and i always felt this like overwhelming need to protect him and like i'm very protective of the people that i love yeah and um that's like the italian coming up. <laughs> and, uh, um it's just been hard to be away from him and even just like because now he's an adult like mm. he's he's 22 so it's but like it's hard his time to but be selfless too but it's hard to still let go see when i was in high school uh my little brother was born so everyone thought he was my kid because like oh i was like my parents were busy so i was like i need to like make sure he's okay and he's like yeah like more of a paternal role yeah so even to this day he just turned 21 yesterday and I'm still like, no, you got to do this. Oh, let me make sure this is okay. You know, like you, you're, yeah. you're, you're, so I totally get that. Like you are very protective yeah. Um, in that sense. Um, and it's really cool to write something so personal like that. Was it different writing a song that was vulnerable in a sense that it wasn't like you directly, like your own personal feelings. It was more about a family member than any of the other stuff that you've written before. Mm. I feel like everything I write is like a combination mm-hmm. of both. And, uh, look, I'm a huge overthinker. I'm like, I'm, uh, trying to work on that, not to <laughs> spiral into oblivion. <laughs> I feel and like I'm um, talking to myself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that is the project. It's literally a mirror. <laughs> and that's kind of why, like, yeah. literally to answer your question, like, it's, it's kind of both. Because I literally started this project writing it mainly about others. Like, I feel like I'm, like, there's kind of like a dichotomy between, yeah. like, me being very soft and very vulnerable and extremely sensitive that I try to hide. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job <laughs> after this project is out. Cats out of the bag. But um, I, you know, I try to put on a tough shell. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like 
at least I hope how people perceive me or mm. how I want people to perceive me or at least how I wanted people to perceive me my whole life. <laughs> so it's kind of easy to write the saucy songs that are like, you know, like guilt trip, let's say, mm. or like, you know, when I'm, I'm feeling more of like a feeling of anger, like I want someone to really receive a message, like yeah. going down. Like that song was, it was born out of love, but out of an argument that I had with a past partner. Mm. And I just really wanted them to know, like, like I'm a loyal ass. Oh my God, can I swear here? You can do whatever you <laughs> <Right>. want. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm like, I'm not leaving. Like if yeah. you're going down, I'm down with you. Yeah. But that was one of the first songs written for this project. And really like even in the way that it, you know, unfolds, like if you really listen in order, yeah, it's telling the story like in a timeline of not just how my relationship kind of ended because that's how I felt like I was actively writing it and like mm. tunneled in. But it, it kind of wasn't about that because in the rooms you're digging deeper and then yeah. come the end of the project, I kind of realized like this kind of feels like an internal battle with myself and I'm repeating a lot of patterns and that is, you know, coming from how I grew up always putting everyone before me, like mm. always wanting to be like the best sister, the best daughter, like feeling this pressure to like have the best grades. Like, you know, I wanted to... uh I was in media in high school because I wanted to make movies. And then the last day I changed and I like literally was like three o'clock in the summer. Like the school year was done. And I was like, oh, my God, like the, the school's going to be done in like 10 minutes. And I like ran to the principal and changed into uh, sciences. Wow. Like why? Why? <laughs> like why did I wow. do that? It was that moment you finally gave yourself to listen to yourself. <laughs> like I made all of these decisions thinking of everyone around me. Yeah. Like, you know my dad like wanting to make him proud like let me go into finance you know like he went into economics and it was always these like subconscious feelings of like making sure everyone's good mm. um but i wasn't so i feel like making the project really allowed me to realize it's there's things that i have to do in my life mm -hmm. to make sure that this doesn't happen again and that's not a bad thing and i it's feel like not. my whole life i thought that it was a bad thing and I thought that it would be selfish to put yourself first. But now I I don't think so because, like, I literally did it and it got me nowhere. Like, it didn't make me happy. It didn't even make anyone around me happy. Yeah. So I actually think that, you know, I literally ripped the band-aid. Like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I came out to my parents, okay? Crazy. Yeah. All at the same time, like was like bye i'm gonna graduate finance like i want to finish this degree but like i'm doing music <laughs> see ya and it was the best decision i ever made and i feel like it really improved my relationships with everyone mm. and i feel like i'm living more authentically like yeah. myself you're more in tune yeah that's i mean that that's a lot to unpack from this like body that's world. what i mean and it's like yeah it, it's like <laughs> so much for us, the listeners, we don't, yeah, we all have a similar story or we, we have a story based on whatever song there is, but we don't realize like what it really goes, what you really go through when you're creating this music. Yeah. Like, and, Selfless was probably one that if you don't necessarily know the story of the project and you're listening for the first time, you know, maybe you're going to assume like this is about a breakup, hmm. but it's kind of not like, it's kind of like. It's kind of about you. Like, I want people to listen to this and, like, look inwards and yeah. 
hopefully it brings them like some peace and some comfort because that's really why i make music like it's it's kind of like just self-soothing yeah that their band-aid's gonna rip after this oh my god (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) during this entire process like how do you feel that midi allowed you to be better with your vocals um because oh. every song asks for something completely different vocally. You know what? I'm glad you asked this question because it has been a long vocal journey as well. <laughs> um, when I first started, I feel like I I didn't really have any uh, like change in dynamic. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like blowing all the time and then I was losing my voice. Mm. And so I think everything all together, like it really is like a lot of teamwork <laughs> with, you know, engineering like, Midi was telling me, pull back, pull back, pull yeah. back. Like, you know how many times we recut these vocals, like, like months apart? Because it's like, like, you get to points where you think the song's done. Like, we're, we have our board and we're like, 98%. And then we listen. We're like, no, like, we actually need to recut everything. Oh, and no. it could change the That's whole painful. feeling of the record. Yeah. That that was a huge, huge um, learning curve. And I think that that made all the difference because... I even got sinus deviated septum surgery like over a year ago for like because of this. Like I kept losing my voice and we realized like it's because I had like basically no nostrils. Wow. (laughs) Like like no infrastructure (laughs) for my voice to resonate. This whole process was a reconstruction for you. It was literally a reconstruction. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally under construction like straight up. Wow. And uh, after they bulldozed and rebuilt. I was able to uh, actually like sing how I was being told. Yeah. Because wow. I now had like the capacity to do it. Like I literally didn't have the infrastructure. And so I think all of this together with like the vocal lessons, um, yeah, like, you know, engineers, even Marco, he mm-hmm. engineered Strange, always, you know, like feedback in, in uh, the room, yeah. just, uh, on what what it's calling for that I feel like now I listen and know my voice a lot better and pull back a lot more so wow like full-blown like self-discovery with this with this body of work that's insane but it's been fun it sounds like because I love it but yeah that's insane well I mean that's more of a reason for everyone to listen to this like I feel like we always need this kind of outlet of whether being the artist trying to release uh any negativity or any issues or just being us the listeners trying to find that escape and this is what that is so that's incredible um outside of the ep you also had this like cool uh collaboration with sony which like i i kept seeing um the clips going around and like that must feel amazing to be able to like have someone like that backing your music backing who you are as an artist like what was that experience like for you it was like the most incredible two days ever like literally memories that will never die like it was so special and even selfless like I wrote selfless it was born out of a conversation that I had with my brother Mm. in Montreal prepping him for the fact that I would need to move probably suddenly when it comes time which is like a huge no for him like that's like a very big disruption in his routine like he needs a mental prep for everything and right. i knew that so wow. i'm like oh, shit like how am i gonna have this conversation with him like i know it's gonna be triggering so it was it was very hard and we spoke about it and he kept repeating like you're gonna leave you're gonna leave you're gonna leave how come you're taking a plane not a car oh. he was like uh are there key cards there 
and it's not a key. Yeah. That was like, like that question, what I mean, you have to kind of like uncold my brother. Mm -hmm. And like that question literally means like, wait, like you're not coming back. Like, like it's not like a vacation. Like yeah. he associates like the key card with like, we're in a hotel, like we're yeah. on vacation. Like you're returning. But Oof, it's like, no, painful. like it's a key. And that was like, I feel like that's another song. Sure, I need to write that I down. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, making the the documentary, we did it in Montreal. Yeah. So it's like, what, a year and a half later, I think even two years later, and my brother is starting to adjust. The first year was hard. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he hated me every time I came home because it was like, like now I'm used to you being gone. Yeah. So like now yeah. you're here. And I'm pissed. Like, man, he loves me, but yeah. it's like, doesn't know how to control his emotions. You're messing up my vibe here, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's like, it takes like that two, three days for even him to adjust to me in the house. And then he adjusts and then I leave. And it's like the All same. Over again. Yeah. yeah. So that's the part that breaks my heart. Like, I don't want him to go through that because of me. Mm -hmm. So making the documentary and having a crew of, like 10 yeah. people in the house that sounds scary big light like outside the house like in shining into like my bedroom that it's the same it's like we share a wall my brother and i so the light was like going through his room too and like when he opens his window like he sees this, like huge light all these guys all these cameras and he was like excited and he's like confused he's, like what the hell is going on <laughs> like what are we doing and when i spoke to him i worded it like i want to be a singer like the ones you see on tv mm. So for me, this felt like my opportunity to show him on video, like, Luca, this is what I'm doing. This is what I do. You could actually see it, like a visual representation of like, when I'm in LA and you're not there, this is what I'm doing from when I wake up to when I go to bed kind of vibe. And I, like, I did it for us. Like, I, I did it for you. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, like, so much of the qualities in myself that i'm proud of i attribute to growing up with him mm -hmm. and uh like all i can do is give back like it feels like i made like i told you every decision yeah making sure my family's gonna be good like let me go into sciences let me become a i want to be a dermatologist plastic surgeon like uh oh my god i went through you everything them all capital markets Man. oh my god like <laughs> no finance for me um because i'm thinking of them and I feel like now it's it's like the best of both worlds because I could do it all. Like yeah. I could do what I love and still have them. And that was the part that I needed to learn. And being able to showcase this. And we even went to um, we went to the East Foundation, which is, uh, so it's called the Center of Dreams and Hopes. Mm -hmm. um, I used to work for this foundation in the summer. I worked at a yeah. summer camp for disabled kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was integrated, so neurotypical kids and disabled kids, um, and that was basically like one of me per um, like maybe like one to three. Yeah. Uh, integrated into a neurotypical like uh, not class but like camp group. Okay. Okay. And it was the most incredible, rewarding time in my life. Like even tied with this, no joke. Like the best job I ever did. Wow. And. Because you're giving back. And that's my community. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, it felt like I grew up, you know, like this is my brother and 
people made comments about that. Like yeah. people judged for that. People said horrible, ignorant shit to me. Like friends behind my back, stuff like this. Damn. That what I really, really want to do, like truthfully in my career is, you know, show this side of my life and give these people some kind of platform so that there's more visibility and mm. more awareness and of how to handle, you know, this gracefully and just kind of like show what's going on in my life. Like, yeah. you know, I like I grew up with an autistic sibling and like it was different, but it was awesome. Yeah. I just feel like it's made you who you are. And it's, you know. Yeah. I, wow. I, I love that you no matter what, you're still putting him first. Even I though it doesn't feel will. that way, but it like exactly, it's like now you're actually benefiting from it as well because you're doing what you love. Yeah, but yet you're giving him that light that he deserves. It's like in the plane, like you put your oxygen mask first, but yeah. like you still put it for them. For them, yeah. you're, you're not just like bye. That's true. <laughs> like, that is true. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like figure. It out. I'm just glad LA didn't change you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, congratulations with this EP. I'm super excited for this upcoming tour. Um, there's a lot happening with you and I feel like 2024 is going to be the year. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for hanging out with Thanks me. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Absolutely. You guys be sure to check out Alicia Creddy, uh, debut, debut, right? That's insane. Yeah. Like, debut it is. is like, out I'm now. Shooketh. Selfless. Uh, be sure to check it out. Catch her on tour. And, uh, thanks for watching. If you like this interview and more, there's tons more on the channel. So please be sure to subscribe and, uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.